The following podcast may contain inappropriate language, sexual content, and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Gonzo.moe No Name Anime Show. It's a podcast that commits a lot of war crimes, but at least we understand the importance of anime. <laughs> I'm JP. I'm joined by Noel. Kyle is in clown heaven. Uh, how are you doing, Noel? Um, I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah. Welcome to gonzo.moe. Uh, I want to say uh, at the top of the hour, uh, the, what do you say? Anime podcast. They're a bunch of mean jerks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They do not appreciate. Is this good, about wholesome. or emo? Yes. This is about or emo or emo is a, is a fine show. There, there is nothing wrong with it. And I stand by that. Look, And I also want to, let everyone know as well that I did not watch the second season of Ori Emo. So if by some chance that show ended with the brother and sister fucking, and that's why everyone doesn't seem to like it anymore. Uh, I was not aware of that. Look. I just want to put that on the record Look. while I am defending Ori Emo. Over at the Gonzo.moe website, we can believe that our little sister is that cute or whatever the fuck that show is called. <laughs> Uh, I do think they get together in the end, but I didn't see season what? two either. I only saw season one, and I thought it was a cute show about being embarrassed about your hobbies. Yeah. And I remember Kuro Neko being awesome. Yeah, exactly. And I, I remember episode seven having a really nice ending song. I also don't remember the, like, I don't remember it being fetishy. Like, it had a funny name, but I don't remember that being the focus of the show. I remember it being just about, like, being ashamed of your hobbies and starting to be more, I guess, true to yourself about liking anime, even though you're super popular. And now... I remember it being, like, very kind of, like, kind of on the edge with stuff because the, the running joke was, hey, Kirino, you're over here, you're a younger sister in your own right. And you're over here playing a lot of like arrow gay where someone's trying to fuck their little sister. And she's just like, no, I just think the girls are cute. It's very proto dress up darling in a lot of ways. You know what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like there's a lot of or emo in dress up darling. It just has a different premise that drives Hmm. the narrative. Where's that crossover? Yeah. Uh, so my opening statement, I don't remember the exact name of the article, but I read an article or at least some excerpts of somebody talking about how, you know, with Google Stadia going out of business and all these other things, you know, it's really a bummer, but Saudi Arabia is pumping so much money into the gaming industry. So like, we're going to be okay. And even though they commit a lot of war crimes, at least they understand the importance of gaming. Ew. <laughs> that's a real quote that was in a real article that i read 
Whoever said that should fall in a punji pit. It was a lot. Yeah, like stabbed with barbs. Uh, let me see. Oh, here it is. Saudi Arabia has a lot of challenges around human rights, and it has its a issues as a nation <laughs> for sure. I love that it says, and it has issues as a nation for sure. <laughs> like, like, we yeah. get it. Also, like the wording on that, they have challenges. You know, they just, man, they keep messing up. They try to respect people's human rights, but then, like, they slip on a banana peel and <laughs> and end up hacking up a journalist. These big and investments. Dumping his body in a grave. Oh, my God. These big investments might distract people from those things, but at least the nation doesn't have its head in the sand when it comes to the importance of recognizing the importance of gaming. That is a real thing that got published on a real website. Wait, no, hold up. They they said, how did they phrase that? They don't have their head in the sand, which maybe that's a little racist, when it comes to recognizing the importance of gaming. Okay, I thought I thought you said they wrote recognizing the importance of recognizing the importance of gaming. Maybe okay. I misspoke. Okay, I thought they said recognizing twice. My mistake. It says, "I'm sorry for the Stadia employees who lose their jobs despite Google's best efforts to place them in jobs elsewhere, but they will no doubt have opportunities that are funded by the massive amounts of money that Savvy and Saudi Arabia are pouring into the gaming industry." Oh, fuck this guy! Oh my god incredible it's journalism at its best but this mm. is an anime podcast probably they also make anime i assume that they're talking about the guy that bought snk yeah it's it's really kind of it's really kind of upsetting that like the three things i really like which are anime video games and pro titties? wrestling oh. have i mean i mean the, the titties a... are involved in all three of those yeah, fair. but yeah like those three things have like a lot of Saudi Arabian money going into them in some facet or another. Speaking of titties, what's really funny is the discourse around AI art. And there's been a few viral tweets about how AI art is vindicated because it's perfected the female form. And it just shows like Victorian paintings with giant boobs. Yeah. But it's, which is just like, I've, I've seen Magica who can do that. So, well, no, it's not vindicated, bro. What's funny to me about that is like it's clearly a joke. And watching everybody take it super seriously, I've seen more than one person go on a rant about that tweet. It's like, I think this person is kidding. Maybe. You can never tell. Maybe. These days. <laughs> you can never be too sure. Anyway. Uh. Uh, this is an anime podcast, probably. If you go to Gonzo.moe, you can find all of our episodes. We do this once every other week. And then on our off weeks, we have a new show. It's all in the same feed. It's all in the same podcatchers. If you go to your favorite podcast directory and search Gonzo.moe, we should show up, probably. Otherwise, I don't know how you're listening to this. But before we get into... What we're going to talk about today, I want to talk about Rascal Does Not Dream of a Bunny Girl Senpai. You're going to talk about Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yeah. And then, depending on how much time we have, uh, I've also been reading some manga. I read Rooster Fighter and The Geek Hitman, mm. uh, as well as Island in a Puddle. And then you are catching up on Adventures of Die. Oh, yeah. Didn't you want to talk about this this guy and. Oh, yeah. Who's but, watching Evangelion? That's that's where I was going. I just was being really long-winded about it. Oh, okay. Uh, so there was a tweet that, went, speaking of terrible uh, writing, 
Uh, there's this guy. I don't know who he is. It just says uh, it's called Peg. Peg, yeah, Peg, Pegabri. It says fellow EPP CDC. I don't know what that stands Ethics for. Ethics and Public Policy Center. Oh, so this is just like some guy. Oh wow. Okay, wait, hold on. So apparently that's DC's premier institute working to apply the riches of the Judeo-Christian tradition to contemporary questions of law, culture, and politics. That ah, sounds... That uh, sounds alarming. Yeah, that kind of sounds like a dog whistle for let's make things whiter. Yes. Uh, so I, I couldn't trust him already, but now I'm really concerned. Also, whenever I hear the word ethics now, I think of Gamergate. <laughs> so I just assumed he was a Gamergate guy, but I don't know who I this mean, I'm sure he. I'm sure he is a gamer. Uh, the way he talks about Evangelion makes me think he might be a be a capital G gamer, if you know what I mean. So this came out a couple days ago. He said, "Watching Evangelion, first time since I was a kid. First time since I was a kid, finding it unable to relate to the Shinji character. He's tasked with a mission to literally save humanity, and all he can do is engage in self pity. Nobody asked me to be a pilot. Daddy doesn't like me. Boo hoo. Like." I mean, it goes farther than daddy doesn't like me. It's like my father abandoned me once my mother died because all he cared about was like, he cared so much about his mother and so little about his son that once the mother died, he's just like, I don't want to be around this kid. Yeah. This is like such a mid 2000s Evangelion take. Right. Cause like we all did this, like get in the robot. Yeah, seriously. It's such a- <laughs> but I feel like most of us grew out of it. And also, I think a lot of that discourse was just we weren't educated enough on mental illness and depression and anxiety. Because when I watched Evangelion as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is actually really fucked up what they're doing to Shinji. Yeah. And if anything, he's not reacting negatively enough. Because he right, really like, only hesitates for like half an episode, and then he gets in the robot and kills the alien. Right. And I mean, even after that, we do have moments of hesitation with him, but they're never anything significant. They're just like, maybe he'll go to the outskirts of town and talk about watermelons, and then he'll go fight an, a, an angel. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I think there was one of one of my favorite responses to this tweet was like this guy really just tweeted like, well if I was Shinji I would just simply not be depressed, <laughs> right? Like okay, it's like hey Shinji, have you ever thought about just not being depressed? Try going for a walk. Yeah, or like you know having a nice scoop of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> You're not working out enough. Yeah, he's not working. that's that's the secret. He's not working out enough. If he had if he had gone to the gym, if he had done more training montages with Asuka, like in that one episode. Yeah, or like in the movie where he wears a fetish collar. Maybe he just didn't explore that early enough. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I've only watched half of Ava at this point, so I can't really speak to the entire show. But it was just very silly to me that, you know, in 2022, we're still doing this, like, get in the robot nonsense. 
Yeah, and like if you go further down in the thread, he does this whole thing about uh it he's basically talking about like the I want to say the second episode with Toji and Keisuke and how like Toji like punches him in the face because during his big Ava battle, like Toji's sister got stepped on. Oh, yeah, maybe a good reason to punch somebody. Yeah, because like and like this guy's whole idea is uh, to quote, I'm pretty jaded about teenagers, but I think if the new kid had literally just saved the entire city from being destroyed by an alien monster, even the jock meatheads wouldn't be like, LOL, let's beat up the nerd. Also, the other kids wouldn't just ignore him. Dude. Yeah, the thing is that this whole city, they don't have a choice exactly, but to be caught yeah. up in this battle. Yeah, and it's not, it's not even like a matter of like, he saved the city because he beat like he fought the angel went berserk and then like destroyed the city. Yeah. Trying to fight that angel. And yeah, like, it's like, it's not a matter of like, Oh, they beat up the nerd. And it's just like, I don't know, man, people watch anime w- with their entire brains taken out of their skulls. Well, w- what I'm realizing the more, that I exist on the internet is that nobody has any media literacy. They really don't. And too many people take things at face value. Like I read a tweet. This is very graphic. I read a tweet from some like musician that talked about how like they're so nasty and they're going to like eat peanut butter out of their man's ass and like suck the dog off and all this stuff. And everyone is like, the dog. I can't believe she said that. I can't believe she'd do that. And it's like, this is so obviously a joke, right? There's 4,000 people saying they think that this person's actually going to fuck their dog. (laughs) And it's like, have any of you ever seen stand up comedy? Like, she Never. put a dog emoji in there, for fuck's sake. It was very dog. clearly supposed to be a, a joke post. Like, yeah, like, if I was going to suck a dog off, I wouldn't put a dog emoji there. Well, That's just, to help you know it's a, it's a joke. I would just simply not suck the dog off. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I would go for a run. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Shinji, if you tried bestiality, sorry, bestiality. <laughs> you know what? That could have saved the day. Instead of getting in the Ava, he could have just fucked a dog oh my and god the angels, would, the angels would have been so disgusted they, they would have been like you know what we don't want to take over here this place yeah. is already gonna cause itself to cave in cower would have been like what are you doing shinji get That's out of gross. the robot <laughs> so <This>. i mean <laughs> it's like it's like shoot like all those people who who watched like squid game and they were like, actually it's about communism because the guy in the mask said that it's supposed to be an equal and fair competition. And it's like, dude, he was lying. Yeah. Or how Netflix produced squid game and then they're doing their own squid game. (laughs) Right. What is happening? A lot. A lot is happening. Jesus. Uh, So speaking of, capitalist dystopias you watched cyberpunk edge runners i did yes <laughs> it's a good it's a good show so is this a show or is this a movie i don't know anything about yeah, it's it. a it's a it's a short 10 episode like netflix anime oh that's shit. yeah it is it is meant to promote that uh that cyberpunk 2077 game which 
I want to I want to make it super clear to everyone listening right now. It's not a good game. Don't believe the hype. Yeah, like I thought Cyberpunk that was supposed Edge to be Runners. pretty bad. Yeah, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, excellent anime, fantastic. That game, bad. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many instances there are of things like that, where like right. the spinoff or like the the whatever you call it is better than the original thing. <laughs> I'm I'm struggling to think of. I guess Limitless. I thought the book was bad, but I really liked the movie. Yeah. So tell me about... All I know is that Studio Trigger did this and that people like it. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic time. So uh, it starts off... It's about uh, this kid, David Martinez. And I will say this other very interesting thing is it's... I've never seen an anime so depict how like capitalism can ruin people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause what is it? So the main character is David Martinez. He's this, uh, this kid living in cyberpunk land and his, his mom is, his mom's basically an EMT, but they call it like trauma team or something. Which, by the way, once again, uh, I played the I played Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven for a total of like ten minutes, mm-hmm. so I don't know the full lore and background and setting of this game and this series. So if I mistake anything, uh, you don't need to to email Gonzo and be like, "Bah, this guy doesn't know about Mike Poundsmith's." <laughs> uh legacy <laughs> because i don't i'll admit that so is that a real character no that's the the guy who created the oh. i guess the tabletop game that the game is based on oh, okay i thought that yeah. was a made-up character sorry mike poundsmith <laughs> jesus <laughs> yeah so david martin david his uh yeah his mom's like an emt and they they're not super well off in terms of money. Like uh, their washing machine stops because they can't afford to pay the monthly fee for the washing machine. <laughs> like, yeah, they can't, I guess everything like works like Netflix. Oh no. In this. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't, even if you have, you just own a washing machine, but because you don't have like the, <laughs> You don't pay like the washing machine Netflix oh, no. monthly fee. It'll just stop. It's so super depressing. And uh, was it? He goes to like a pretty prestigious academy, but he can't afford the the update for their like computer software. Mm-hmm. So he tries to like he tries to like torrent it, and when he does, it like causes a short circuit that like bugs out the entire school. Nice. Yeah. And, and yeah. And the, the really like just heartbreaking shit of that first episode is afterwards, uh, his mom's driving him home from school and they get caught up in a gang shooting (laughs) and their car explodes and then afterwards, like, that's not what kills his mother. What kills his mother is the fact that they don't have, like, premium insurance. Of course. Yeah. So, like, when the 
when the EMTs show up, they're just like, oh, they don't have insurance. Peace out. The the free uh, ambulance will be here in a minute to get you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like really gross and sad. But was it David finds out that his mom was like smuggling this like super rare uh, cyborg implant that she had like picked up off this dead guy. It's apparently like a cyber spine that's supposed to let you move super fast. Like think of the accelerator from cyborg zero zero nine. Yeah. So when he sees that, uh, he's pretty much at the end of his rope because like his mom's dead. So they don't have any more rent. You can't afford like, you know, washing machine, Netflix or, anything else so he just decides to say fuck it he puts on the cyber spine he takes it to like a like a cyber surgeon who's just like yo you're a child dude you can't just put a big cyber spine on your back this is made for like soldiers and shit Uh yeah and he's he's just like whatever and so he hooks him up with the cyber spine and the first thing he does is like he goes back to school and beats up a guy who made fun of his mom for being poor. <laughs> and then yeah, and then just hangs out doing like cyberpunk shit until he runs into this hot girl who also does cyberpunk shit. And they're like, yo, let's do cyberpunk shit together. It sounds like a fun time. It really does. Like eventually he ends up with a crew of guys and they teach him how to be a, how to be a quote cyberpunk, if you will. Oh my God. Which, yeah, which that's like an actual term in the world, which I, I need someone who is more versed in this uh, franchise than I am to explain to me, because it seems like the term cyberpunk in this universe is a designation for mercenaries who take on contract work from corporations because it's a cyberpunk dystopia and corporations like run everything. Mm -hmm. Because if that is the case, I feel like that is a loose definition of punk (laughs) in that you do like corporate espionage. Like what? (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting show. I will say like in terms of trigger shows, it has all the stuff. It is the goriest trigger show I've run into. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of gore, lots of titties as well. Nice. Just a whole lot. Just wild amount. Uh, it does have like a very like downer ending. I will say like things don't work out for the gang. And that's mainly due to, uh, so a running theme of the show is that you have these guys uh, called cyber psychos. And those are dudes who like have way too many cybernetic implants to the point where like it messes with their nervous system and their brains to the point where they go insane. They start killing people. It sounds like it's a fun show though. It is. It is a very fun show. Yeah, which uh, unfortunately that happens to like David's mentor, this one dude named Maine, who's just like a 
a huge jacked cyberpunk. He's like, he's got cannons in his arms and he, friggin he can like big o punch a motherfucker mm. it's very fantastic <laughs> but eventually he gets too many you know cybernetic enhancements and he starts going crazy and he unfortunately kills his girlfriend but he's lucid enough to tell to like have like a communa moment with david where he's just like believe in the cybernetic enhancements that believe in you david <laughs> and then yeah david like speeds up and runs away before he like explodes it looks like hideo kojima compared it favorably to cyber city oedo you know what yeah because shoot like i i think that also has a lot to do with the popularity because it it does feel it has like a yeah, it has a lot of, like, gore and wild shit, like Oedo, and, like, a lot of the, you know, cyberpunk OVAs of that time, but it also has a lot of, like, you know, just silent, very, like, emotionally resonant moments, like something you would see in, like, a Cowboy Bebop or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check this out. I didn't realize that this was a series. Oh, yeah. I thought is. it was some, like, video game tie-in that was, like... I mean, I it know. is a video game tie-in. Well, no, I mean, I think I just totally misunderstood what this was, and I think I thought it was like some short OVA that came with the game. Oh, okay. I didn't realize this was a full-length show on Netflix. All right. Did you want to say anything else about Cyberpunk, or should I move on? You know what? I will say one more thing, uh, and and this is, this is like the dumb thing I want to add about that. So the the breakout character of this, the show, the one that like, everybody's like, Whoa, super popular. It's the internet is, is a blaze. The milkshake duck, if you will, uh, yeah. is, yeah. Is this, uh, this one character called Rebecca. Okay. I'm sure you've seen her in like that, uh, that misleading friggin. Senkaku complex article about like, oh man, fucking Western developers wanted to take the lolly out of cyberpunk edge runners. I heard about this, say, yeah. but I didn't know what it meant. Uh, so basically the, what was going on was in development of the show, they had like this character, Rebecca, and she's just like a, a small lady who's like, Oh man, I'm a little robot and I got guns. Let's go. And I have Dick tattooed on the side of my leg. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. And, uh, the guys at CD project red were going like, Whoa, she's way too cute. It's going to like clash with how violent and crazy the show is. And the guys at trigger were like, trust me, bro. I know my way around anime. This is going to make the action pop, if anything. And uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, your usual, oh man, freaking Westerners taking our anime titties uh, contorted that narrative as being like, oh man, they wanted to take the lolly away. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I just think that's a, that's a dumbass narrative. And also, cause I think 
if we're talking about female characters in this show, like Lucy's way cooler. She's like the the cyberpunk lady that David meets and starts hanging out with. Well, it sounds like this was a pretty good show. Uh, yeah. I will have to check this out. And way it's, to go, way to go, Netflix anime! You you did it again. It's it's been probably. a it's been a weird couple of weeks for me in terms of work. So I've mostly been reading manga, which will become more evident. As I talk about Rascal Does Not Dream of a Bunny Girl, Senpai. All right. So I have heard of this for a number of years now because was it, the original anime came out a while back, right? Yeah, it came out in 2018, I believe. Mm. Uh, let me look. So the manga, or the, the, the novel, it looks like, came out in 2014. The manga version was 2015, and then the anime was 2018. Uh, so I've heard of the show as well for a while and didn't really think too much of it. It had a dumb name and uh, it, it just kept coming up because I think it's a, I want to say it's, it's Yen Press or whatever that has this and they, they decided to make one of their audiobooks. Uh, Rascal does not dream of a bunny girl senpai. I've got the hiccups now. That's great. <laughs> and, uh, like, okay, maybe this show is more than I realize, but I still don't do anything about it. I don't read the manga. I don't watch the show. Uh, and then I watched this show called Just Because. Uh, Just Because was a 12 or 13 episode kind of coming of age, high school into college series uh, that I believe originally was on Anime Strike, Amazon's short-lived anime service. And uh, oh, it is now on High Dive. Yeah. Very good show. Uh, and it was written by the writer of uh, Bunny Girl, uh, Rascal, Hajime Komashida. Uh, this person has also written uh, The Pet Girl of Sakurazo. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So that is maybe where people would know uh, their work. Yeah, uh, I remember like, that anime kind of sucks. Uh, it looks like they also worked on Iron-Blooded Orphans as well as Tawawa on Monday, part two. Ah. Uh, it looks like, but anyway. So well, I mean, those those did not suck. Me really liking Just Because made me more open to the idea of this series because they didn't just write the scripts for that. Uh, they created the story. It was an anime-only uh, series. Uh, and so I was at the bookstore a couple weeks ago and I saw the manga for this and it was like everything in one volume. I'm seeing a lot more omnibuses lately and they're very, uh, what do you call it? I like omnibuses cause you just buy it and depending on, you know, what it is, you're getting either the whole story or you're getting, you know, two to three volumes in one shot. And I like that. It's right, yeah. A much I more mean, efficient way of reading manga. And I mean, some of them just like look very nice. Like the Tokyo Avengers ones yes. feel great. I know when I was originally, like when Omnibuses started happening, I was kind of a hater. Cause like, it's so big. I, I don't know how I'm going to read this. And <laughs> how, of, am I gonna, how am I going to hold this in my hands? Some of them are ridiculous. Like Ode Kirihito is like five inches thick. Or That's like the Nazca one. Yeah. Yeah, the Nazca one's insane. Or the One Piece book that's all of the One Pieces. How well, am I supposed to read official. that on the train? That's, that was just <laughs> a know. guy did a thing. Uh, 
but so I, I I got this just on a whim. I read the back and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is about. I'm gonna get this, and I really really enjoyed it. Uh, so it is about if I go back to the Wikipedia because I have trouble remembering character names. Uh, it is about uh, Sakuta Asagawa or uh, Az- Azusagawa, sorry, and my Sakurajima. Uh, they are the two main characters who, like, the whole story just kind of revolves around them. There's The deeper you get into it, other people uh, start to do more stuff. Like, in part two, it's, like, all about this side character that's in one scene in the first book. Uh, but they're the primary focus of this first part. So I'm only talking about uh, Rascal Does Not Dream of a Bunny Girl Senpai because this series is, it might still be going. There's like 12 books or something. And so I read the manga version. 12 books, 12 of like the light novels or the, uh, the light manga? novels. Uh, okay. The manga is very short because uh, mm-hmm. the, the story of Bunny Girl Senpai is uh, concluded in a single, that single omnibus volume. Hmm. Uh, and then there's a second omnibus that covers the second novel. And then I don't think there's any more manga after that. But uh, I'm looking. Yeah, there's 11 books, and it looks like it's still ongoing. Okay. Uh, if you watch the anime, I believe it is the first... It's either the first three or the first four episodes. So that's where I'm at. I'm I'm trying to not like rush ahead too much in the story. Uh, and so it, it, it opens up, and uh, Sakura is in the library, and he sees this bunny girl just walking around. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? There's just a bunny girl walking around in the library and nobody's paying attention to her. Now I want to clarify for our listeners. When you say bunny girl, you mean like a lady wearing like a, uh, a bunny girl outfit, like a, yeah. Like a hostess outfit that has bunny ears, you know, like, uh, like she's at the playboy mansion. Yes, exactly. Not not like, uh, the girl from B stars. Correct. Bunny girl. Okay. Uh, so she gets confused because he can see her and nobody else can. And like, well, that sure is strange. What does she mean by that? And you find out that uh, as time is progressing in this series, less and less people are able to see her. And I mean that literally, like she is invisible to everybody except a handful of people. Hmm. Uh, and so uh, Sakura is one of the only people by the end of the, the the book that can see her. And so it is a kind of coming-of-age romancy type story about him trying to help her become visible again, like literally visible. There's, there's supernatural mm. elements to this. So like in part two, which I've just started in the manga, there's like time travel. Uh, ah. So. It is like she actually is literally invisible, disappearing from people's memories. Oh, okay. Like even her mom doesn't know who she is anymore. Do they have a concrete reason for why that's happening? Or is like part of the story them figuring out why? Depression. Oh. It is a like tangible manifestation of teenage anxiety that they call adolescence syndrome. Which I don't know if that's just like a weird translation because it's called that uh, consistently throughout uh, all the versions that I've read. Could that be how they're uh, tran- choosing to translate Chunibyo? Uh, possibly, mm. uh, but she does. Nobody thinks they're an anime character. 
Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's probably a similar like like hikikomori or chunibyo. Like it's a it's a syndrome that's unique to you know Japan that just doesn't translate necessarily well. That's it. Uh, and it, it manifests in different ways. Uh, and so Sakata's little sister, in her, it manifested in like bruises and cuts all over her body oh, that so just good. appeared out of nowhere. And he knows this because he saw them appear in front of him when nobody touched her. Like he looked at her and saw a cut just open up on her arm. Hmm. Uh, and so the the whole story is about him uh, trying to help her overcome her adolescent syndrome. Uh, she was a really famous child actor. And hmm. so it's very strange that nobody knows who she is. She was like, I don't know, think who's uh, big, like Miley Cyrus. If one day nobody knew who ah, Miley Cyrus was, okay, hmm. it'd be kind of weird. Hmm. Uh, especially if Miley Cyrus just starts going to your high school. In a bunny girl outfit. In a bunny girl outfit, uh, which could conceivably happen in Hannah Montana. I've not seen all of that <laughs> show. Uh, but it, it's it's funny because we talked about Evangelion and how you know Shinji's going to high school and he just saved the world and nobody wants to hang out with him or talk to him. And it's like thematically very similar to this. Like she's mm. this big movie star, but with that comes so much pressure that everybody chooses to just ignore her. That's easier than to be her friend. I see. Uh, I really like it. It's not a super deep story. Uh, so far, I prefer the manga version over mm. the anime version. The book, I'm not deep enough into to really have a, an opinion to compare it. Uh, they're all very, very similar, though. I just, I found the manga, maybe it was a translation of the manga, I found it to be more enjoyable. There was a really funny joke that I think was maybe mistranslated in the manga, but it plays really funny. Uh, so uh, part of why Sakata is so, uh, empathizes so much with Mai uh, is because he also uh, dealt with some social uh, ostracization, ostracization. Alienation? I don't know what word. Ostracization? There we yeah, go. ostracized. Um, but also because of, you know, of what happened to his sister, uh, he did what everybody calls the hospitalization incident, where he allegedly beat up three people and put them into the hospital. Cool. Which is Way not, to go, guy. Which is not true. This didn't uh. actually happen. But everybody thinks that it happened, and so it becomes true. Similar how nobody's paying attention to my... And so she disappears. Uh, but she's reading rumors on it uh, on the internet as she meets him. And she says, wow, it says that you beat up three kids and you put them in the hospital. That's crazy. And he says, yeah, I guess I'm just really good at karate. <laughs> that's like the funniest. I don't think that's the because he doesn't say that in the anime and he doesn't say that in the book, but he says it in the manga. And it's so funny. He's like, I guess I'm just really good at karate. <laughs> or like he might say martial arts, but it's it's like, very funny. He's Dopo Orochi. He's really good at karate. I'm just a really good fighter, apparently. Yeah. Um, Put him in Baki. Yeah. Well, he's got like Freddy Krueger slashes all over his stomach for no reason. They never come up again. <laughs> Granted, there's 11 books, and I have not read the other 10 books. 
But he brings her over to his house and he's like, this is why I believe you're disappearing. Look at these scars. Do you know how I got these scars? You know how I got these scars? I really like like this series. He's like the dad from Nanoha. He just has scars all over his chest. Yeah. Uh, This reminds me a lot of Haruhi. Now, there's the Hmm. bunny girl outfit. So, like, there's some parallels there. But I have a feeling that this was kind of written in response to Haruhi. I could see that. The way you're explaining it to me, it's it sounds very similar. Yeah, because it's it's another similar like using supernatural elements to tell a coming of age high school story. Uh, everybody's got their weird little quirks, and I think this series just gets weirder the more it goes on. I have started reading the second manga. It's called like. Rascal does not dream of a petite demon kohai or something. What? And in that one, he keeps groundhog daying until he doesn't. And that's where it gets really annoying because he keeps, the day keeps repeating. And then he like fucks up one day and like says something to make his girlfriend upset. He's like, well, it's going to be okay because like I'm going to wake up and it's all going to reset. And then it doesn't. And, uh, that I'm not very deep into that one. I've only read like the first four chapters of the manga, but I definitely recommend it. It's not the best thing you'll ever experience, but if it's something that you've seen and you're like, that sounds stupid and ignored it all the year, all, all these years, it's not as, I don't know. I thought it was going to be just like this goofy, like generic fetishy nonsense. And it's actually I thought like a cute it story. Was... Yeah, I was thinking it was like some guy ended up having to join like the bunny girl club at school or something like that. It is not. It's just like two characters going on cute dates while trying to figure out why she's invisible. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so that is the main thing that I've been doing. I've read some other manga uh, that I could talk about really quickly. Yeah, sure. I read the first volume of The Geek Hitman. JP's Manga Corner. Uh, the Geek Hitman I just found at the store. The cover stuck out to me because it just shows a guy with a pistol holding a hug pillow. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot to say about this one. It's very fun to read. It's a very quick read, but there's not really a story. Mm. This is about like a famous Italian hitman. He's like the most deadly assassin in italy and one day he like i don't know does a hit on an otaku it was like i swear to god if you tell me like they swap bodies or something no they don't swap bodies (laughs) okay uh he sees the anime figures and he's like i need to know more about this and he quits being an assassin (laughs) let's (laughs) moves to japan and becomes like a a wota (laughs) I think that's the word of the guys that go to idol shows and shake the the lights. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I mean, imagine imagine if Golgo 13 really got into Hatsune Miku. That is what this <laughs> manga is. I mean, I doubt there has to be some kind of Hatsune Miku Golgo 13 crossover material out there. Um there's got to be like a Miku Miku dance video of like Gogo 13. 
just stone face dancing to I don't know it's, what's a Miku song. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's very fun. It's a gag manga, so there's not like a plot for me to talk about. It's just that's the joke. Every chapter is just a, a version of that joke. Is it like like he goes to get like a new idol figurine and like some guys from Sicily try to kill him? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is exactly the kind of book this is. Uh, one of the assassins that they send to come get him also turns out to be an otaku, but she's a Fujoshi. Uh, and so she keeps like writing BL about the assassin and his friends. <laughs> Uh, and then they all become friends and start their own doujinshi company. Let's go. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun, but it reads very quick. So I don't know. That's the, so fifteen dollars so, can be a lot for a book that reads. You know, I read this thing in like a half hour because I was having so much fun. So stock up, kids, on the Geek Hitman. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a good one. Uh, the other one I read his rooster fighter. Okay. I keep seeing that coming up. Like how is, how is rooster fighter rooster fighter is also awesome, but it's another, like it has one joke. It reads really quick. Uh, rooster fighter is if one punch man was starring a bird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how else to put it. Just every chapter is like, there's a demon or something or like Godzilla, and then this rooster is like, wow, you're interrupting my feeding time. And he's just like, he'll do a Kamehameha wave, but he'll go like, cock-a-doodle-doo! <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. Highly recommend, but I honestly, like, I don't know, there's nothing else I can say about it. Like, it's just, if you think that sounds awesome, it is, read it. <laughs> It's I don't know the art's good, but it's it's a rooster fighting giant monsters. He becomes friends with a turtle in the middle. Does do they say why the giant monsters are showing up, or that's just that is is starting to be uh, gleaned upon near the end? It it's very similar to. Did you watch any Gaugaigar? Yes. So what I remember from Galgaigar is that people's stress would like manifest and turn them into monsters. Oh, okay. And that's what seems to be going on in this. I remember there was like a guy who made their stress manifest. Like they would, I don't know, throw a seed at them or something. That and make is them. probably what's going on. I mean, that's very uh, Modica Magica. Yeah. <laughs> Guy that's only seen Madoka Magica watching second anime, getting big Madoka yeah. vibes. Yeah, guy. Yeah, guy who's only seen Madoka watches other magical girl show. It's like, whoa, what's going on? Here? I'm getting some big boss baby vibes from this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> boss baby vibes from this anime. Uh, this is very Saudi Arabia esque. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> When's Trigger back. gonna make a boss baby anime? Look, make as boss long baby as, edge runners. As long as they understand the importance of boss baby, then I can forgive the war crimes. <laughs> uh, did you want to talk about anything else before we uh, wrap this up? Nah, yeah, I think we've I think we've got everything covered. Nice. I did read Island in a Puddle, but I'm gonna save that. 
Uh, oh, okay. I think we. I think that's a show. Yeah, and we can talk about licorice recoil some other time. Yeah, sorry, Kyle. Apparently, I told yeah. him the wrong day. My I'm bad, Kyle. So he's not we in clown are, heaven. He just. We are all fools. He was going to all... show up at two tomorrow. See, hey, I guys, think where are you? I think this podcast is clown heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had a good time. We talked about somebody sucking a dog. I don't remember what yeah. that was about. Shinji. Me yeah, maybe. Get, it, <laughs> yeah. get in the golden doodle, Shinji. Yeah. Shinji, suck that penguin's dick. Oh, my God. Oh, no. There is a penguin in that. <laughs> uh, yeah, this has been the Gonzo.moe No Name Anime Show. It's been a good time. We still need to finish summertime rendering, I guess. We do, yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say that. That's one thing I will say. Uh, The new opening theme for summertime rendering, like, big disappointment. Like, what are they doing? Like, because you had the first one that was, like, this jaunty, interesting song that was like, damn, what's going on here? And now you have this one. It's just an anime opening. This is like nothing, nothing special is happening here. Even to the point where they have like crazy action shots of the, the guys like shooting nail guns and like spraying people with ax body spray, but with a lighter in front so that it, it comes out as fire. Okay. Well, goodbye everybody. <laughs> yeah.